Hi there, I'm Jim. And I'm Jen. Let's talk teaching. Welcome to Let's Talk Teaching, a podcast from the Center for Teaching, Learning, and Technology here at Illinois State University. I'm Jim G, and joining us today, a longtime friend of the show and now the boss of the show, Dr. Jennifer Freeberg. She is our current director at the Center for Teaching, Learning, and Technology. Hi, Jen. How are you? Great, Jim. How are you doing today? Good. I gave you kind of the royal rollout here because you've actually been our director for about a year, um, and what a year it's been. It's been the uh-huh. year of COVID. You've been on the podcast before, but welcome to the podcast officially as the person who pays my signs my paycheck. There we go. Well, I might not sign your paycheck, but <laughs> I approve your time. How's that? <laughs> that? That works. That works. We should also mention that you are uh, you hold the endowed cross chair in the scholarship of teaching and learning. So you're kind of what we're going to talk about today. You're approaching this from actually well, actually three sides because we're going to talk today about the fall semester coming up and teaching while wearing face coverings while wearing a mask and. Just remind folks listening, what is your actual discipline? I come from the discipline of speech language pathology. And on our campus, that'd be in the Department of Communication Sciences and Disorders. And right. so while um, I, I'm not a practicing speech pathologist anymore, I'm, I'm dangerous enough to be familiar with the research um, that's out there about <laughs> uh, speech perception and, uh, you know, speech reception and speech comprehension and, and um, you know, this how that, that might interact with wearing masks while we try and communicate with small or large numbers of students this fall. Uh, before we get into some of the pronunciation issues or the articulation issues that we may have, can you talk in general, what are some of the challenges that students may have in a class, even in the best of times in a face-to-face class, as far as hearing and understanding what the instructor is saying? Well, I mean, in, in non-masked times, you know, mm-hmm. there's there's lots of things that can get in the way of understanding messages that go back and forth from speaker to listener. Um, you may have ambient noise like a heater or an air conditioning unit or a really loud light fixture, um, the shuffling of feet and desks and electronic sounds that happen. And all of those things interrupt the natural flow of, of how signals pass um, from, from individuals who are, are trying to deliver messages to individuals who are trying to receive messages. And, you know, we, we make it work. We, we ask for people to repeat things or we turn off the air conditioning or we turn off the lights or we ask people to silence their cell phones, whatever it is that gets in the way of communication. Um, you know, in traditional non, non-pandemic times, we've been able to, you know, find our workarounds. And I think we're both here to suggest that, that going forward into this fall, when we think about teaching with an added layer of um, complexity in terms of communication, that, that there are similar things we can can do to work around some of the barriers we might find um, while wearing masks um, as as instructors, right? Getting our, our mm-hmm. students to understand what we're trying to discuss with them, but also as instructors trying to understand what our students are saying to us from across, uh, you know, large or small classrooms. Right. And we should also mention that we are in no way suggesting that you should take off your mask. If we are required right now to wear our masks, um, that's the added degree of difficulty that we have, but there are some solutions around that. Currently, as we're recording this, we will be required to wear masks, but we will not have the social distancing restrictions. So we are also talking about a classroom that is going to be at full capacity as well, which Correct. brings more ambient noise. So what's the added problem with wearing a mask, with actually having our mouths covered? 
Well, there's a couple different things. You know, first of all, we we use a lot of uh, visual uh, input when we are listening to someone talk to us. So we um, we might watch facial expression. We might watch um, the shape of um, um, someone's mouth as they're speaking. Those things obviously are harder if you have a face covering or a mask on because, um, you know, those avenues of nonverbal understanding are, are shut down to you. Um, and along with that, there's been some research that's been done pre-COVID because there hasn't been a lot of mask research done during COVID um, in, in college classrooms, but um, in different clinical settings where you have uh, medical students, nursing students, speech pathology students who wear masks in clinical settings for patient health and hygiene and have done that for decades, um, that, that in particular, certain sounds are impacted by um, the use of masks. And those are typically um, high-frequency sounds. Uh, uh, my audiology friends would applaud my use of that phrase, but um, high frequency sounds like S, like in Sam, or F, like in fish, or TH, like in thank. Those sounds, um, they're very high pitched and strident, and, and they, uh, those sounds in particular are impacted when we mm -hmm. have a face covering. So what, uh, what are some of the things we can do about this? What are some of the things that, that instructors, someone who's listening to this, maybe they're getting ready to go into their classroom for the first week, what can we do? There are a few things that I can suggest almost always improve speech clarity when you're wearing a mask. The first one is to speak louder. So if you have a normal conversational tone that you might use in a classroom setting, you might need to take that up a notch. Now, I am a speech pathologist, so I also have to say you want to avoid vocal strain. Mm -hmm. And so you don't want to be so loud that you cause yourself, you know, uh, vocal nodules or other kinds of hoarseness or harshness or changes in voice quality. And so along with the suggestion to speak louder comes the suggestion to use uh, a microphone if you're able to that will allow you to amplify your voice, but not strain your voice. And so that um, can provide extra auditory input for your students that, that they might miss out on otherwise. And for those teaching at Illinois State University, the university has bought a bunch of these cool little personal amplifiers. We've been playing with them this week around the hallways here in Williams Hall. Uh, we just did a workshop today um, and about a different topic, and, and some of our colleagues did, uh, Dana and Mayuko, and they said that they that worked well for them. So I think that's a great bit of advice. So we'll link to the show page, and you can go to our main website, which is ctlt.illinoisstate.edu, and click on that big Redbirds Keep Teaching uh, area of the homepage, and that will get you to how you can secure um, as an instructor on campus. And that includes graduate teaching assistance, we should also add, uh, where you can pick up one of those amplifiers. Jen, I wanted to ask you, in terms of amplifying our voice, I, it seems to me one of the things we may have to get over is the fact that it is socially unacceptable or socially less acceptable to talk to people sometimes in a really loud voice. And so that might be kind of, I'm thinking, part of the adjustment that we have to do. Mm-hmm. I think, you know, we all have our default setting of what is, what's the appropriate tone of voice or volume of voice we use if we're speaking in a group or we're speaking to one person or we're speaking in front of a hundred people. And, you know, those kinds of things we're going to have to modulate uh, a little bit differently this semester or anytime that we're using face coverings. And so, um, you know, I just think that um, we all have to be kind to one another. And if we can't hear something, it's okay to say to someone, I, I can't hear you. Could you say it a little louder? Could you repeat that? You know, that kind of form of self-advocacy for you, but also um, peer or, or person advocacy for for the folks that, that you're with is helpful for them to learn the self-modulation that's mm -hmm. a little bit different right now. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah. 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 And I and I think that's actually a great tip. Um, you know, in your first class period this semester, your first class meeting or first couple of meetings, have that discussion with your students and remind them that it is okay for you to raise your hand and say, I didn't quite catch that. Um, you're not slowing anything down and you're probably if you didn't hear it, someone else probably didn't hear it as well. And and maybe also saying, you know, it's gonna take me a while to get used to this. I may ask you to repeat what you said a couple times while we're while we're figuring this whole thing out. Right. And you just hit on one of my other practical suggestions for using, uh, you know, to communicate it effectively while wearing a mask is that um, we need to speak more slowly and repeat important information. If, if there's something that, that we really need our students to know, it's a test date, it's something really critical about a project or a paper or some kind of something that's happening in our class, we, we probably should repeat it. And not only should we repeat it, we probably should communicate it in multiple modalities. It should potentially be in our syllabi, or it should be an email or an announcement through ReggieNet. It, you know, if, if there's really critical information, I don't think we can assume that just because students were present when you said it, that they got everything that, that you needed to convey to them. And so, you know, making sure that you put in writing the, the most critical instructions that you have for your students. If there's a lecture or a discussion that will be foundational to your course content, think about recording a very short video, not wearing a face mask and uploading that to ReggieNet um, so that students can go back and listen and and have an unobstructed view slash um, ear to what it is that um, you know you're you're trying to convey and share and and impart to your students. Jen, great suggestions. Anything else we need to let people know? One thing that's maybe more practical and one thing that's a little bit more just based on what we know about good pedagogy in general. Mm -hmm. But um, one thing, uh, and I alluded to this earlier in my my opening comments, but um, we need to think about reducing other noise in the classroom. So that ambient noise that I mentioned earlier, if the lights are loud, if there's something that is getting in the way of, of normal communication, then, you know, how can you work around that? What can you shut off? What can you discuss with your students about, you know, not fidgeting, not tapping your pen on the desk, whatever it is that could get in the way and, and harm people's, um, you know, reception um, around them or you. And I think one other thing, I don't know, when I, when I was in the classroom a lot, uh, one of my favorite times of class was maybe the five or 10 minutes before class when I would stand or walk around and talk to my students. And I'd notice, gosh, this student looks really sad and this student looks euphoric and this student's really excited about something. And I could kind of do temperature checks with my students and, and um, understand where they were in that moment in time. And it's going to be more difficult for instructors who like to do those sorts of things to um, understand, um, you know, the, those nuanced kinds of um, things from their students because face masks will cover expression and uh, will, uh, you know, sort of put a, a roadblock in the way of understanding the, the barometer reading of the room before class. And so mm -hmm. um, some of my colleagues have gone towards having different types of temperature checks at the beginning of class, you know. Um, hey, on a, on a scale of one to five, with one being awful and five being great, how are you feeling today? Mm -hmm. um, you know, what are some visual ways that, that students can share with you, um, you know, where they are? Um, because we know from the last year that teaching with empathy and, and connecting with our students and engaging with our students is, is something that's not only critical, but it's something that our students need in order to have success as students at our institution. We'll have another episode coming up very shortly in proximity to this one 
um, where we talked to some students at the end of the spring semester, and they expressed fears about kind of reentry. There's good cause to take their temperature, uh, even if that was not a habit that you maybe had when back in normal times, if anyone can actually remember what that was like. Sure. So uh, one final thing I wanted to ask you about, uh, what if you have students who have a hearing impairment of some sort, if they're, because this, this is, an, again, another degree of difficulty that they have to deal with. Absolutely. That's a great question. And and one that I would hope that instructors will do their best to try and encourage students to come forward um, and discuss either with them or with student uh, accessibility and accommodations uh, services on campus. Um, if, if we know that our typically hearing people, so in the normal range, whatever that is, right, um, that people will have some struggles from time to time using face masks in a classroom setting. But we do know that people with hearing impairment will probably have more struggles. And so, you know, we want to give those students preferential seatment if they um, can benefit from that. So closer to the folks who are going to be speaking the most in any class session. Mm -hmm. um, and also there is some um, evidence that uh, clear face uh, clear face masks or, or face masks that have sort of a, a clear section over a speaker's mouth can be really influential in helping uh, folks with hearing impairment uh, maximize their comprehension of, of communication that happens while wearing a mask. Jim, you've been giving advice to course instructors, I know, from our discussions that if uh, they are seeking face masks that do have a clear panel, that they can contact their chairs and directors, and there may be a mechanism on campus to secure those, uh, particularly for course instructors who are, are teaching students with hearing impairment. Absolutely. And, you know, again, if anyone has any questions, if we don't have the answer, we can always try to help you find out who does. So you can always contact us. You know, we're happy to do a consultation about this or really any other teaching challenge that anyone may be facing down as we make this kind of bold return to face-to-face -face teaching after more than a year of being largely remote. Mm -hmm. Jen, thank you so much. You're welcome. Thanks for having me. That's all the time we have for this episode of Let's Talk Teaching. Again, find out more about the university's response to COVID-19, the return to campus, and how to get support from the Center for Teaching, Learning, and Technology. Go to ctlt.illinoisstate.edu. For Dr. Jennifer Freeberg, for all my colleagues here at CTLT, until we talk again, happy teaching. <laughs>